to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up, and I welcome you to another amazing episode of this podcast. For those who are just tuning in, the month of January is Bossing Up and Branding, and I have an amazing guest to close out the month by the name of Brody Nero. Brody Nero is a digital marketing strategist. The successful Toronto brand marketer has guided his clients and their businesses to great success. Nero started Gram Surge, the successful Instagram growth service that helps entrepreneurs grow their Instagram followers to connect with the audience who have a genuine interest in their content. Nero's strategies have worked with major brands such as Audi, Zara, Nike, OTR Mills, and more. The branding guru has found his niche and his clients are the benefactors. Every business wants to be successful. Understanding personal visions and specific needs is what sets them apart from their competitors. There's one end game, but many ways to get there. Brody Nero, he will help you get there. Nero started his own personal consulting firm where he acts as a consultant to help build the infrastructure for businesses to position themselves online. So I introduce to you all Brody Nero. Hello, Brody. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. I'm excited to have you on here today because you are you are actually my last um, guest who is going to be talking about branding and we'll get into that whole conversation because, you know, it's so important, especially with a lot of businesses being birthed during COVID, ones that you say like, you know, pivoted during COVID. So we're going to definitely get into that conversation. Cool. Yeah. So I always start off my podcast with asking my guests. What is your definition or your meaning of purpose? Purpose. Purpose. I mean, that's, wow, that's a great question. So to me, purpose is, um, it represents uh, meaning and significance. I think that, you know, we're all in one way or another trying to figure out what our purpose is. And when you sort of align your intuition um, on your journey, you're able to find and navigate through life and, and really find out what that purpose is. And, and once you sort of align the intuition, um, whilst on that mission, you can figure out why you're supposed to be here and what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. Yes. I always get a lot of people a little stumped when I get to that question, you know, because that's the whole aspect of this podcast, purposely bossing up. You know, we're not just bossing up in business, but we're also bossing up in our lives. But along with that, what brings them together is purpose. So you always got to ask that one question to make sure that, you know, people understand that purpose is something that is, um, you know, given to you and something that you have to explore through a lot of ups and downs in order to find out what it is, you know? So no matter how many times I ask that question, each individual gives their own perspective. But after a while, it all starts to sound the same. You know, why are we here? You know, what makes you happy? You know, like all that kind of stuff. And it's just so important that, you know, we tap into those different things, regardless if they're good or if they're bad, that help us unveil what our purpose is. Yeah, absolutely. And just to add to that, I mean, it, it was cool because as stumped as I was, I almost felt like a different part of my brain kind of triggering and firing. Like, mm. like well, why are you here? What are you doing? And how, how can you like verbally communicate this to make it see tangible and understandable? So no, absolutely. it was a great question. Yeah, it was good. Yes, yes. So if you can describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Adaptable, 
And mm. the reason I would say why is because I've tried a lot of different things in my life, professionally, personally, living in different parts of the world. And as you travel and, and, and try different things, personally and professionally, you know, you meet a lot of different types of people. And I, I, I take pride in my ability to sort of once again adapt and be able to connect with people no matter what type of background or walks of life they may have came from. Yes, that's actually a good one. I don't think anybody used that one yet, but that's a really good one because, you know, we get put in these different situations and we can't utilize those same tools each and every time and then expect the same results. So we have to be able to make sure that we can be kind of like chameleons and be in those different situations and we can be able to, okay, well, I'm going to use this talent or this characteristic or this or this in this situation. Then I'm going to use, you know, this in that situation. So that's a really good word, but we should be able to all be able to adapt, you know, especially like I said, in the time that we're in right now, <laughs> we had to adapt real quick. Amen. Amen. Because I mean, it's like, um, you know, the same way I would speak to a group of corporate professionals in a boardroom would definitely be slightly different to than a group of, you know, youth that I might be trying to motivate at a community seminar of some sorts, you know? So yeah. I think there's a fine line and, and you have to have integrity and morale and not waver from those beliefs. But at the same time, that that little bit of adaptability, it's, it's a skill, it's an asset. So I, I like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So how did we become a digital marketing strategist? Like, how did we get here? What made you say, you know what, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to help. And this is where I want to be. Yeah, great question. Thanks for asking. It's a unique story because I sort of inadvertently fell into it. I come from a background of being in fitness as a personal trainer, which led me to fitness modeling, which led me to fashion modeling. I won this contest here in Toronto that got me a contract to go live in Southeast Asia in the Philippines. And yeah, as I was out there, I saw someone advertising that they offer um, help with growing social media following, specifically on Instagram. And I saw some of the competitive models, this is about four or five years ago, and the models I had to compete with for gigs had stronger social media followings. So right away, I thought, I, I knew where social media was going intuitively. I could see the uprise of it. Mm-hmm. So I hired this guy to help me grow my following. Long story short, about two years later, he said, I'm one of his most successful clients. And would I be interested in learning how to do what he does and setting up my own business? So again, I I saw the trend. I saw how big social media was becoming. So I said, I can make money doing something that I've had a good experience as a consumer with this guy. I think I can pull this together. So I I invested the capital and the time with him, set up shops, launched my first company called Gram Surge, which specifically helped people grow their social media following on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And during that process, I had all these people asking me these other questions I didn't have the answer to, like, well, how do I brand myself? How do I write captions? How do I hashtag? How do I create an online product? How do I build a website? So me, with no answer to that, I started scrambling. I just started going on YouTube, finding different courses and investing the money and the time to learn how to answer these questions. And then from there, it evolved from uh, an Instagram growth service to a social media marketing company. And then it got to a point where I love being on social media, but as an individual, I can't manage 10, 20 different people's media accounts. So then I kind of got more into consulting and now strategizing where I come into companies now. And I say, I take a look at where they're at from a social media and an online standpoint, and Mm -hmm. and they bring me in to essentially help them reposition themselves to optimize and and increase sales, or maybe they're starting from scratch and don't know how to position position themselves altogether. So I come in and, and help them establish themselves online. 
Yes. I, I like how you say you kind of like fell into it because that's how I was. Like when I left my corporate job, I was doing event planning. That was like my passion, but I love doing like corporate events, seminars, workshops, conferences, like that kind of stuff. And then I was, um, as a kid, my mom bought me my first computer when I was eight years old. So I was like typing my homework in the third grade. Like who does that? But I was super creative. My mom would make me like step out of my comfort zone and do all these outrageous projects and be just extra. And I'm just like, why are we doing this? And I'm like, when I look back on that from when I was eight years old till now, I'm like, my mom knew exactly what she was doing when she was showing me how creative I can be. And now I'm in this like creative realm. I stopped doing events. I mean, I do my own events, but I don't solicit that as a service. But I love being a creative director. I love helping brand people through digital marketing. Like, it's just a happy place for me. So I'm like, okay, she knew what she was doing. And I get exactly what you're talking about. You know, like, we have to continuously invest in ourselves. And I tell people that all the time. Sometimes that's not even always money. It's education. Like you said, you know, I'm I'm doing seminars. I'm looking at webinars and and, and I'm reading e-books and, and e-guides. And, you know, just trying to make myself aware of all the things that are going on, especially in the social media media realm where things are changing constantly, you know, on social media. I mean, it ain't an algorithm, you know, it's just all kinds of stuff. The trends are changing every single day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it's, it's a huge, there's never been a more opportune time to create something of your own via the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to take away from the advert, these adverse times that we're in and different challenges that we might be in as individuals, but the information, the resources is there. There's really no excuse to not learn and, and create something if, if you want it, granted. Absolutely. And there's a lot of schools, um, Ivy League schools and things of that sort that are offering free courses, certificates, everything. Like people really have to take advantage of all these resources that are literally at the touch of their fingertips and you just Google it and boom, here it go. Or you might see it be somebody being sharing it on social media. or You might hear word of mouth like, please take advantage, guys. It's so, so important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when it came to like branding yourself, what did you know? I want to say, you know, what things did you take into account when branding yourself? You know, um, I want to have this target audience and I want to have this, you know, this kind of following on any social media platform or these are who I want to, you know, how did you brand yourself? What was that process like? Yeah, great question. So I want to start off with uh, an interesting statement. Someone that I follow, Donald Miller said, and he said, the difference between branding and marketing is branding is how you emotionally affect your viewer or supporter and marketing is how you sell. So Mm -hmm. branding is, is if branding is essentially, we pull away the logos, the aesthetics, all that stuff. How am I making that person feel? I, I feed off of the feedback that I get from those that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And, um, everybody that I speak to and, and, and have a chance to work with on a personal, professional level, they all give the feedback that I, I come off a bit motivating, inspiring, I communicate and I speak well, um, I'm creative, things of that nature. So what I do is all of that feedback that I get, I use that as my means of how to market myself. So if I know mm-hmm. that tell me I'm a good verbal communicator and I have good energy and I articulate myself well, I'm more focused on putting out video content, for example, Mm -hmm. versus being a blogger writing these three, four page blogs, because I know the audience has already told me how they want to, um, 
uh, receive me, right? So I always say for, for, for branding and, and marketing in general, the feedback of those that work with you is always your best tools to work with when um, creating a product or creating a narrative. One more quick example I'll give is that um, I was working on an ebook about six years ago, and it was the five best ways to grow on Instagram. So I started working on five, five things that I think people are struggling with and how to correct them. And my mentor circled back to me and he said, this looks great, but how do you, who told you they're struggling with that? And I said, well, <laughs> I just assumed it. He goes, so you're assuming what your audience wants without actually talking to them. And I said, yeah. So he goes, scrap that ebook that you have over the next two weeks. I want you to go live every other day and ask your audience what they're struggling with. And then I want you to take notes uh, based on what they say. And lo and behold, you know, four out of the five things that I thought they were struggling with were incorrect. And then what I did was I, I took all that feedback and those notations that I took and then built out an ebook based on that. And this was my first time doing this. So the numbers weren't astronomical, but mm -hmm. you know, I ended up signing, I think like 13 or 15 clients. I had about a couple hundred downloads of that ebook with, with no following, no paid ads, purely organic. And it was probably my most successful campaign at that time. And that really drove home the point that I'm trying to drive home now that the, the, the best feedback to you, or sorry, the best way to get inspired whilst creating a product or trying to decide what your narrative is, is based on the feedback and data from your existing customers or audience. That is absolutely true. I was just telling the client that the other day, it's nothing like getting your audience engaged, making them feel like they're a part of the process. And, you know, it's just like if you sell apparel and you have a couple new t-shirt designs that you kind of want to get your audience opinion about, go ahead, like you said, do a live or put up some pictures or show yeah. a video. Now we into these, all these reels and stuff like that. Like put yeah. this out there so then you can see how people, you know, feed, you know, give that feedback, like you said, or if they're intrigued, if they're not intrigued, if you feel like you need to, you know, make some tweaks or whatever the case is. So it's nothing like audience engagement. I tell you that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what do you feel like maybe was your biggest struggle to get where you are today? The biggest struggle I, I would have, I would say is my lack of trust in delegating uh, certain tasks to be done. Mm, so mm -hmm. what I realized in the last six to eight months is that I'm bottlenecking my own business because I'm essentially being a control freak. Because when I look at certain projects, you know, for example, I work with um, Toronto's largest um, meal prep company. It's called On okay. The Meals. And we deliver fresh meals twice weekly. And the company's thriving right now because given what's going on with the pandemic, more people mm -hmm. are staying home. You know, they're keeping safe, things of that nature. So we're thriving, but it's gotten to a point where I want to go out and as a businessman, recruit more clients, but I'm so attached to managing the social media and conversing with these people in our online community myself that it's like, I, I can't let it go. And, you know, that that's probably been my biggest struggle because it's like, I, I want to go out, make more money and, and, and help more people. But my lack of trust and sort of passing these things off is what's what's holding me back right now. And I mean, as I say it out loud, it doesn't sound like a ridiculous thing, but there is that point where when you yeah. find the right help, you've got to let go, right? Yeah. So I would say that's probably one thing that's 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 precluding me from from getting to the next level right now. And I think that's really one of the biggest issues for any entrepreneur who is really like getting up there and now needs help. You know, it's just like, well, what do I want to do? Because you know, we we treat 
I tell my clients all the time, I am your brand's foster parent. You know, like you give it to me temporarily, you know, I nurture it, I take care of it, you know, I do what I have to do and then I give it back to you, you know, for you to be the best parent that you know how to be. So it's like, it's the same way, you know, we build these businesses, these, these are our babies. And it's like, oh my gosh, now I have to delegate or now I have to give somebody else some control to take over something that I created. You yeah. know, I get it. I get it. For sure. I definitely get it. It's definitely a hard task to do. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's something that we have to do. And, and sometimes the help that you give it to, they, they, they will drop the baton. But mm-hmm. from what I see, because even as, you know, my friend that owns it, the person that owns this company is a friend of mine. So I've, I've watched him, you know, grow this thing over the last six years and he has passed the baton and people drop it. And people will continue to drop it. But as you filter through people, as you learn to in- refine your ability to hire the right help, mm-hmm. um, and tuition increases as an entrepreneur and business owner and operator, you can hire the right help and that, and that baton gets dropped less and less, right? Cause you find the right people and they take pride in their work and eventually you, you have a thriving business. So, you know, it's, it's good. I, I love these opportunities to speak because it kind of reaffirms what I need to do next personally. And then it's my hope that this content for you and your viewers, you know, they benefit and they see it too. Yes. yes. I am here for all of it. So let's talk about success. What do what does success mean to you? And what do you feel maybe was your biggest success? And it can be personal or business related. Great, great question. So success is definitely a subjective thing. I think on sort of a materialistic and, and very trendy kind of standpoint of perspective, you know, success can look like financial gain and 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 things that you acquire. But for me, success really as I get a little bit older is I think it's more peace of mind for me now. And 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 truth be told, that peace of mind can be further enhanced, if you will, by financial gain. But you know, as I start to look around and see certain people, older people, even my parents who have been quite successful, it's it's not just about the money. And I don't mean that in a cliche way. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's about fulfillment and 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 alignment coming back to purpose too, because, you know, and, and Gary Vaynerchuk speaks a lot about this too. It's like, would you rather make 300 grand a year working a corporate job you're not passionate about, or would you rather a hundred grand a year doing something that you really, really enjoy? So I think it's, it's about finding that sweet spot in the middle because I don't want to just do the one thing that I enjoy if it means I'm going to be under financial duress all the time. Mm-hmm. So if it means working an extra job or monetizing my passion a certain way that um, allows me to have that financial gain so that I'm, 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 I have more peace of mind, then, then I'm all for that. So again, I think to answer your question, I, I, I think success is, is finding that sweet spot between um, financial security and still being able to do something that you're quite passionate about. Yeah. So what do you feel is your biggest success? My biggest success. Oh yeah. There was part two to this question. <laughs> um, biggest success looking back is there's a couple things. And, and my friend said this to me the other night. He said, that it seems that everything you try, you seem to be able to have a measurable amount of success with. So for example, when I was training, I said, I want to be a fitness model and work with Nike entered into a competition, qualified in that, and got a contract with Nike. You know, I said I wanted to start DJing two years ago, house music specifically, ended up buying some equipment, taught myself through YouTube, booked a, booked a bunch of gigs at the biggest venues here in Toronto last year with, 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 with um, fashion modeling and winning that contest and going overseas. 
I would say those are three things I'm, I'm very proud of from a success standpoint. And my next milestone, I would say, is, is specifically with commerce, with this digital marketing thing. There's a couple milestones I really want to hit. So that's 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 next on the target. Yes. Anything you put your mind to, bam. You know, basically you're you're manifesting all of that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, listen, I want to be this model. You got to the competition, you did that, and then boom, you get this contract with Nike. I know that was like, oh shit. Like, you know. <laughs> yes. So like everything that you said, and that's how it should be. Everything we set our minds to, regardless how long it takes, you know, we should be excited and happy about whatever the end result is going to be. Because I always tell people, sometimes the setback is 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 making time for the setup, you know? Sure. Sometimes, you know, it might not have been Nike. It might have been Adidas or, you know, um, you know, Puma or whomever. You yeah. know, you got the contract, you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, you know what? I could have just said, the hell with this. I'm not going to do it. And then that opportunity just would have been left on the table. Yeah, 100%. And, and I'm of the belief that unless you're trying to do something crazy, like be the first one on Mars or a different planet, chances are another human being has accomplished what you want to do. So mm-hmm. knowing that we all have, you know, one life, you know, we bleed the same blood, we got one heart, one mind, one spirit, it's possible. And, and not to say everybody's journey is different, but it's possible. Let's keep it real. Yeah, it definitely is. So when you, let's say you were growing up or even now in your adult life, did you have any role models that you looked up to, any mentors? Yeah, for sure. It, it seems like mentors come at just the nick of time. And 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 usually, to be honest, I feel that mentors manifest in my life personally, usually during times of adversity or uncertainty. Um, so I've had, I don't want to leave anybody out, but probably in the neighborhood of three to four mentors. My first one popped in probably early 20s. So I had two when I was in the fitness industry. Um, I've had a couple while in this and uh, in in this entrepreneurial journey. And most recently, I kind of put out there like, "Look, at I, I need I need somebody right now. Oh, universe, hear me! I need somebody right now." And lo and behold, I was I was getting a referral to what I thought was a client about a week ago. And then I got on the phone with this guy and he's just uber successful in his industry, one of the top 10 in the world to do it. And he just went on this two hour rant telling me what it takes to be successful. And I'm like, man, I'm excited to work with you and be on your podcast and stuff. But if all I got was this two hour conversation, thank you, because we need to be poured into, we need mm-hmm. to be guided and we save ourselves a lot of heartache and, and, and even money in some cases by getting that right information. So to find a mentor um, is a beautiful thing. And, and it's important to be on the lookout for them, too, when you're trying to thrive in any industry or, or professional agenda. I agree with that 100 percent. Now, I know you get busy. So I know um, with this podcast, I talk a lot about self-care and self-love, you know, that we even though we're pouring into other people, it's important that we pour into ourselves as well. Yeah. So do you practice any self-care? Like what, what are your different techniques? What do you do? Do you nap? Do you, you know, you watch movies and drink coffee or tea? Like what do you do? Yeah, great question. And, and actually I'm excited to answer this because I've sort of been cultivating this, this philosophy and I think self-care is important. So I do some of your typical practices like meditation, working out, going for walks, reading, getting good rest, eating the right foods, all that type of stuff. But then I also feel this is and and indulge me for a moment here, if you will. So I think that a lot of times we 
feel the need for self-care and to do these things like meditation and whatnot because we feel a certain level of anxiety or stress in our lives, mm-hmm. right? So it makes sense to do these self-care things when we're feeling that. However, I think that a lot of these anxieties and stresses come from inaction because the truth is the average human being is not overly motivated, is not a high performing individual and is not doing all they can to reach the level of success that they say they want to achieve. So I think that sometimes self-care can be to our detriment and sometimes it's sort of a cop-out from really pursuing and putting the work in that we should be doing. So what I found was there was one year where I was proud to tell people, I think I read 24, 25 personal development books in the course of a year. And I said, wow, that's a lot of books in one year. Most people don't do that. But then at the end of the year, looking back at it, I thought, well, my finances didn't change. I wasn't making more money. And I'm kind of in the same position that I've been in from the top of the year. So what happened here? And it seemed that I got so engrossed in this self-help stuff that it actually took me away from doing the work I was supposed to do. Mm. So I could tell you all these philosophies, I could motivate you and say all these things, but I wasn't actually applying the knowledge and doing the necessary work and making the necessary sacrifices to achieve success. So I think self-care and self-help is absolutely necessary, but they should really be used to our aid whilst on the grind, if you will, whilst we're hustling. So if you're going to meditate and out for an hour, one morning and get all Zen and all that type of stuff, it better be equipping you to go run a 12 hour marathon that day from a work perspective, right? Don't meditate for an hour every single morning and, and say, Oh, I meditate and I'm, I'm in this Zen space and then be half assing it, you know, during the day while you're working. Right. So I, I'm of the belief that, you know, have a happy balance of your hustle should be as strong as your self care. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, having a nice balance of saying, I'm going to bust my ass all day and I'm going to do some Gary Vaynerchuk type moves with with how hard I work, but I'm absolutely non-negotiable going to complement it with a a 30 minute meditation at the end of the day or a 20 minute walk, like making sure they're equally present in your day to day. Oh, I love how you put that. It's so important. It's just so important. Like you said, they have to align with each other. Like, just don't be doing it because somebody told you to do it. Like, oh, girl, you can go and, um, and, and like you said, like, you can go meditate for half an hour, an hour, and then you're still not applying the tools. Like, if if meditating is supposed to bring you um, to oneself, be one with yourself and all this other stuff, that's how you should, you know, like, now, okay, I need to apply this to my everyday life or apply it to my business or whatever it is. Like, people really need to change their mindset in regards to self-care, self-love, which of course are two different things, but they need to be able to know one the difference and to be able to apply it to their life and then they didn't. Exactly. I was listening to this high performance coach, Dan Pena, and he's just a ruthless, hardcore businessman. He quoted the Dalai Lama, and I don't know if this is 100%, but if it is, um, he said, the Dalai Lama said, spirituality is great, self-love is great, but the best thing you can do is action, action, action. So that's the Dalai Lama. You don't get more Zen and 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 monk like than that. And that brother is telling you action, action, action is the best thing because you know if if you're stressed out and you're thinking the worst, for example, on a day to day, and it's crippling you to um, take any action towards your dreams, and then on top of sitting there thinking the worst, you just start meditating for an hour every day. I don't think that's going to solve your problems. It might Mm -hmm. kind of shut up the chitter chatter in your brain for a little while, 
But by getting up off your ass, excuse my language, and getting out there, talking to some people, taking your mind away from sort of that idle status of thinking the work things, then then that's what you need to be doing. And then when you're exhausted or overwhelmed from dealing with so many people or working so hard, then you sit and become one with your one with self and and all that stuff. I I, I definitely don't want to take away from the importance of self love and self care. But again, I think a lot of people, especially these days, because this whole kind of hipster lifestyle and personal development culture is huge and it's trendy right now. But I, again, I kind of think it's to people's detriment because you know someone will save five six grand to go to a Tony Robbins com- conference. And then they'll go there and they'll be all hype, but then they'll come back and they'll potentially be broke and not have anything saved and therefore not take action in their business. You know what I'm saying? So like Mm. you should just get the $99 Tony Robbins program, keep five grand and put that as capital towards creating the invention you're coming up with or using that on some Google ads or some shit. You know what I mean? Like. I get it. You got, we got to be smart. We have to think smart. And it's, it's crazy that you really have to think, you have to make decisions with a perception of what the future is kind of going to look like. So like when I'm with clients and we're taking, we might be like in that beginning stage of creating some visual marketing for them, like pictures and video. When I'm thinking, I'm thinking about post-production. I'm not even thinking about, you know, what we're currently doing. I got to think about what it's going to look like afterwards. So we have to kind of have that mindset when we're doing things like that, like, okay, we're going to invest, like you said, $99 versus $5,000. And we can take that $5,000 and invest it in uh, a publicist, a marketing campaign, whatever else you want to do that is still going to make you as successful as you want to be. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> so if you could give your younger self a piece of advice, what would you tell them? Great question. And I was actually talking about this as I was driving a client home today from the office. And he has a staff member who is incredible and he's young and he's already talking about savings and um, investing in property and stuff. And we got in the car driving and I said, man, to be 21 again, what I would do different. And essentially, and I'll try to keep this G rated because I definitely use (laughs) some stronger language, but it was basically, and I I say this respectfully to tell, to tell everyone to kind of piss off because it seems like you know, you you deal with so many people, people coming in and out of your life. I mean, everybody's got an agenda for you in their life, right? And and indulge me again, if you will, uh, on this little tangent here. You know, I, I always say people are so concerned with their friends and being social and, and how important that time is with them and stuff. And while your friends might not have any malicious intentions um, and, and want to see you lose, they also don't care if you win, right? So... To know that someone might not want to do me harm, but definitely doesn't care if I'm getting ahead in life, I'm not sure that's company I want to be keeping, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's good naturally by, by, by nature where we're made to want to socialize and connect with people. And that's an important thing. And, and I myself am guilty of being a bit of an introvert and maybe spending a little too much time in solitude, which has been to mm-hmm. my detriment. I've had to get more social over the last little while to create more opportunities for myself. But I'm very selective with the, the people that I'm connecting with. You know, mm-hmm. you know, for example, concierge in my building, absolute very kind soul um, who has probably great intentions for his life, but I caught myself like chit-chatting him up for sometimes 45 minutes to an hour, giving him tips on marketing and 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 not seeing him um, apply those things. So then I mm-hmm. came, I, I was sitting here reflecting and I said, 
you know, I'm giving this guy upwards of an hour of my time every time I see him. And although it's selfless and I'm, I'm giving him my time, um, it's, it's, it's pulling me away from what I could be doing. Like I, I only mm-hmm. got 24 hours in a day and seven to eight of those are for sleeping usually. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, if I could go back to answer your question and bring a full circle, if I could go back and, 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 and tell myself something, it would be to be very selective with who you're hanging around and who you're giving your time to. That's always a good one. Whether yeah. you're young or you're old. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my goodness. Cause that energy is so transferable. It's yeah. so transferable. Yeah. And it's like, we can't like, I've literally been around people and maybe can be around them for an hour or two and they will mentally and emotionally drain me. And I can feel it. Like you can feel the the downing part of your body and your mental feel like, you know what, I need to take a nap or, you know, I need to leave or do whatever I need to do. So I always try to surround myself with good people, high energy individuals, because that's how I am. I'm like that all the time, you know? So, but you know, you, you get some that, you know, don't are not the way that you want them to be, but you know, it is what it is. And you go about your business. That's it. That's it. (laughs) So can you tell our listeners about any upcoming projects or events that you may have? Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to share that. Um, after many years of helping people win online and help them succeed online, I've decided to position myself as an authority that helps you learn how online marketing works. I think that there are a lot of moving parts to online marketing, but it's not rocket science. And I myself am not an overly complicated technical guy. So the fact that I was able to learn all of the vital components of having a successful online business. I now want to share what that is and what it takes to position yourself online to win. So actually next weekend, I am shooting my first ever course with this production team here in Toronto. That's going to basically teach people the idea of something I've conceptualized called an online ecosystem and to successfully Mm -hmm. win online. um, Well, I digress. So, So what I'm seeing right now is a lot of people posting sometimes amazing quality content on social media spending times in their DMs, responding to comments, doing good from an engagement standpoint, but stopping there. And the reason that they're not winning or succeeding and making the money they want to make online is because they don't have an ecosystem set up, which consists of things like an optimized website, you know, a strong ad campaign, an email marketing system, an SMS marketing system. And mm-hmm. I'm of the belief that when you get all of these things working cohesively or synergistically, if you will, that sets you up for success to win online. I've, I've done it myself enough times that I know that it works. So the the idea with this course is to empower mostly small business owners or those that, you know, want to have more success online to understand how online marketing works and mm-hmm. take their business to the next level in a simple, easy to understand and digest format. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So how can our um, listeners find you on social media? Yeah, for sure. So definitely connect with me on Instagram and the Instagram is at I am Brody Nero, and I'm sure the spelling may be somewhere in a post to follow. <laughs> um, and then my new website, which is BrodyNero.com, and that's spelled B-R-O-D-I-E-N-E-R-O.com. That just launched. And I'm actually doing something that we just finished packaging today 
and I'm calling it, uh, calling it COVID relief. So I'm going to be offering my services pro bono to small businesses that are struggling online. So all you have to do is go to brodynero.com, fill out the form, and then based on where you're at and, and how good of a fit it is, I'll be giving my services for free in an effort to aid, come to the aid of businesses that are just struggling, such as the hospitality industry, different brick and mortar businesses that can't open their doors. I mean, it's it's a tough time. And, and my, my motivation behind this was really, I don't do a whole lot of altruistic stuff to keep it a hundred with you. Um, mm-hmm. So every day I wake up thinking about how can I increase my income? How can I, you know, acquire more clients? How can I grow? And those are all very self-centered goals, which they're not terrible. But again, I just, I'm just wondering from sort of an energy perspective, you know, if by shifting, I wake up and I say today, who can I help? You know, mm-hmm. with no expectations, I feel, I just want to experience what that's going to be like, um, uh, just from a, an energy and like a, a universal perspective, you know, I, I heard the amount of money you make is dependent upon the amount of people that you help. So as opposed to trying to close these big ticket clients and be so consumed with my own success, if I just go out there and say, I'm going to help a bunch of y'all for free, um, I think it'll do a lot of good and, and come to the rescue for a lot of people that need it right now. So that's an initiative I'm focused on right now, which again, will be on ProteinYarrow.com. That is amazing. That is super amazing. And it's, it's, it's such a blessing that you can bless others, you know, in yeah. this in this pandemic that we're in right now. Cause like you said, a lot of people don't know what to do. You know, they, they, they're stuck. They have to, you know, stop their businesses for a while. Some people are on the, like the thinnest thinnest hair right now, just trying to make sure that their business stay afloat. And for individuals like you, and I'm sure probably others who are probably also doing, it doesn't have to be pro bono, but you know, like offering something for individuals to be able to kind of get themselves back on track. I yep. think it'll be really good, not only just for their business, but also for their esteem, for their, you know, getting them. Cause it, you get in a space where it's just like, I don't know what to do. And these people can be suffering from anxiety, depression, all this kind of stuff. So this will really help them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to helping more people and um, just seeing where the help's needed and, and going from there. Absolutely. So before you go, can you give our listeners a piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? Type of advice on bossing up, not just in business, but in life too. I would say um, get a little bit selfish. At the end of the day, you know, your this is your life. We get one ticket. It's a one way, you know. So really get clear, uh, especially especially this year, given what's going on. Get clear on what it is that makes you happy, um, and and practice more of that. Because as selfish as that is. You know, if if you're doing something every day that makes you happy, you know, how, how are you showing up in the world with that type of um, that, that type of feeling? Right. So if I know I'm passionate about DJing and, and working on music at night and I give myself three, four hours at the end of my workday to do that, you know, that happiness is going to trickle off into every single thing that I do. I'll be a conversation with a client conversation with my moms, um, you know, dealing with the cleaning lady, it's just going to spill over into everything. So be selfish so that you show up in the, in the, in the world better. Yes. That was a good, that was a good piece of advice. Yes. Nothing like showing up as the best version of yourself. For sure. Nothing like it. Well, I thank you so much for being on here today. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity to come here and speak. It was a great synergy and a great space to hold with you and, and glad I could contribute to your audience. Yes, yes. And with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose.
to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Ain't